So guys, we knew Dan went and did a charity climb with Three Peaks Challenge, but another third of the Victory Chief podcast has also done a charity-related fundraising activity, haven't we, Chris? We we have, haven't we, Brandon? Yeah. We um... well, it's a communist <laughs> podcast. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are in chat, so technically everyone else was involved. Uh, at least 120 other people were involved. That's so, well good. That's not bad, is it? Yes, yeah, so I did still do a 12-hour stream for the NSPCC, and since their logo is green, I dressed as Luigi for the entire goddamn thing. Apart from the moustache, which fell off after about 0.2 fento seconds. I will not stay on. <laughs> so that was, that was a load of crap. Throughout the entire stream, I just kept trying to stick it back on. It's like... Okay, let's try again. Oh, as soon as I move my mouth, it's like, nope, straight off again. It's like, it's like is that why Luigi's so cowardly? Because uh, he's got a fa- false moustache, and he, he, every time he feels it coming loose, he just has to run and hide and like reapply it. Yeah, you're like you know, like you know, when you get characters which are like afraid to be bold and they're like hiding their hair with like a hat or something, like they're afraid, like oh shit, my hat's about to fall off and they run off. Yeah, it's like you and the moustache. That's how it works. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you did a fantastic job, Chris. I watched about, like, seven-plus hours of it, in and out, and you did a fantastic job. You raised a lot of great money for charity. Thank you. Well, uh, we mentioned the other week um, the Bean Boozled. We got the episode title after it. Uh, I took one within ten minutes, and I nearly cancelled the stream there and then. What what flavour was it? The burger flavour. I'll tell you what, the the ones I had the most um, were like these dark ones, and it's like either cappuccino or liver and onions. But the thing is, I don't like cappuccino either. And every time I got one, I never got a liver and onion with one. I always got the cappuccino. Uh, I've got about four of them. It's like, for God's sake, a nice one. Cappuccino sounds like it'd be good, though. If you like it, yeah. Yeah, I like cappuccino, but, you know, as Chris literally says, he doesn't, so... You yeah, know. Well, I like bogeys. Trust me, I don't know. I don't know what what magic they use in your jelly belly things, but good lord, they do taste exactly how you think they would be. Like mm. old bandages. Old bandages was horrible. Oh, I bet. Oh god. I frankly, I never had the bar for the dead fish ones. Thank God. The, the worst. The, the nicest one, the, the blue ones. It said it could be berry blue or toothpaste, but the toothpaste just tastes like mint. So this is like. Yeah. yeah, the nasty one's nice, and the yeah. nice cappuccino one's bloody nasty. Well, you played a decent amount of games while you were on the stream as well. Yeah, so I played last year's Game of the Year, Shredder's Revenge. I played the Mummy Demon Mastered, which I thought would take me about six hours. It only took me like three. I was like, oh, wow. uh-oh, I've still got like nine hours to go. <laughs> and then I finished Shredder's Revenge after a few hours. It's like, well, that's both the games I had planned, so, um, and we're only like five hours in. Yeah. Uh, so I played through Mega Man 11 got through all of that in like two hours i thought hold on last time i streamed this and did a full playthrough it took me four hours how come it only took me two this time what the hell did that then i went on to astro's playroom i thought okay that'll kill a few hours and it did but it still wasn't enough Hmm. so i went on i did mega man 2 the old nes classic because other people are like yeah play more mega man it's like you know what? I could play more Mega Man. I bloody love Mega Man. And I still have like 15 minutes left. I was like, oh shit. So quickly, Curse of the Moon 2. Yep. Just, just for 15 minutes. Just do two minutes, two, two levels. I don't care. It's like, we're so close. That was a good assortment of games. And you had all your Paw Patrol stickers on your face. I did, yeah. So I did a, a goal for like every £10 we raised. I put a Paw Patrol sticker on my face. So I was completely covered in them by the end of it. We did the thing for uh, E. Jean's football, which we mentioned last episode. Mm. So someone's now got their name on that. I won't say it for privacy's sake. They're, they're happy. So me, me and a friend are in a game together. That's nice. Nice. Great. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. You had a, a good, good community surrounding you as i was among there the many people that i i see in your stream there are many good eggs there uh, lots of eggs yeah 
The the regulars are very good eggs. Egg. I'm get, getting slowly. Like, every time I jump in, they're always like, hi, Dan. I'm like, oh, the, these are good eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason you pop in. It's like, oh, thank you. Some recognition. No, no. I, I, I like to pop it. I was lurking for it a while, and then I was like, I, bet, I best actually say it that I'm You're here. Like, it's like, oh, podcast royalties. We've got someone famous in chat. <laughs> oh, no. no, sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to just... Because I was like just gaming myself, and I was like, no, I'll just, just leave it, leave you to, to your own devices. You don't, need to, you don't need to see me just yet. And once I'm uh, in a suitable point, I'll make myself known. But tell you what, t- talking about gaming, very, very, very quickly, self-plug, I've started doing a new series on YouTube yes. called uh, Spanky Rambles About. Yes. And uh, all it really is is uh, a, like a couple of few minutes like unedited gameplay where I just ramble on top of it. I'd say it's like somewhere between a review, a rant, and then just me going off the rails. The closest way I can compare it to is, does anyone remember um, Jim Sterling, like James Stephanie Sterling's like Squirty Play series? No. Like, no. Just like that. It's just like complete ramblings of a madman <laughs> gameplay for like a couple of minutes and that's it. Oh, it's, it's good. Yeah, you should be very pleased with yourself. <laughs> very proud of yourself. I am pleased with how proud I am of myself. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we're very pleased. We love you. We love you, Chris. Thanks. Right, and let's please some other people by talking about new stuff. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Victory Achieve podcast, a video game talking. Well, ugh, a po- video game talk about podcasts. <laughs> Definitely, no, it's not. It's a podcast where we talk about video games, TV, anime, books, and how fucking hot it is. So, if you don't mind me, guys, I'm going to take my trousers off because I can't bear this heat. Oh, where are you ahead of you? What someone's got <laughs> naked? Victory Achieve, too hot for TV. Okay. Anyway, right, calm down, how's ladies. everyone been in this sweaty, near thirty degree weather again? Oh, it's uh, pretty pretty bad. I got into my car and it said 35 degrees. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, I'm going to wait until it cools down by 5 degrees to take my dog. Actually, I've got a genuine question about you, Dan, because you've, you've, you've owned a dog longer than I have. Yeah. What temperature range would you say is, at what point would you say it's inappropriate to take a dog out? Literally, pretty much what it was today. I, I just wanted, I was like, I'll see if she goes. But even, I wasn't, I only took her for a short walk because it was roasting and... Yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll, I'll bring you back and we'll, I'll give you some water. Yeah, Where I, you I, live, you've got like a lot of fields and grassy areas, haven't you? Yeah, but I, I took it along the road because it was more shaded. Yeah, because where I am, like, you know, it's, I've got like tons of pavement before I can like reach fields. So it's kind of not great to be taking a dog out when it's like this. Well, but on the topic of, you know, what we've got in store today, I went outside and I actually touched grass. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I went to a festival on Sunday. How's that for a smooth opening, guys? You like that? You, you like that? You yeah. touch grass. I touch grass. Yeah, I actually touch grass. You know, um, you, you haven't really yeah. seen that uh, democracy video about touching grass in the Salisbury. No, I haven't. I, I got two of them right. It was it was a speed run on how quick you can touch grass. And Dark Souls <laughs> one and two, I got bang on. But the other the other two, the other ones, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. But DS one and two, I I I knew his strap. <laughs> yeah, go touch grass like I did. Festival yeah, good. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went to a small festival uh, where where we all live in the lovely area of Leicester. Um, so it, when I say festival, it's not really like a, some sort of like big like woo woo festival. It's more of a um, you have like local stores, like stalls. You'll have um, you know like your, I think in total there's maybe like. 
four or five, maybe six food stalls. There's quite a lot of like independent crafty ones. There's like a bakery in the middle. So this couple from like Loughborough, well not couple, but a couple of old ladies from Loughborough were selling like jams, marmalade preserves, some baked goods and some like crafty bits like bags and charms and stuff. So that was pretty cool. They had like the equivalent of crofts in the middle where it's like this local dog training school with basically demonstrating like you know some of the how good some of their dogs are for like doing obstacle courses you had like the police and fire service there basically you know showcasing that safety had like inflatable side at the back you know it's just a very low-key festival i'd say you know in terms of like scale of it i'd say maybe the equivalent of maybe about six tennis courts i'd say in terms of like where everything was positioned so it wasn't it wasn't massive by any stretch of the imagination but it was very very nice like very very pleasant it was free to go you just go there you get like a leaflet of all the activities that are going on so we had like a karate showcase there was like the african choir playing you had like race bikes doing like obstacle courses yeah it was just just like a generally nice day out i had a very interesting burger i had an onion bhaji burger have you ever had that before that doesn't sound anything... Yeah, it just sounds like a burger with onion bhajis. So this is where it gets interesting, guys. So you have your burger bun, you know, the base. Not like, you, you know, normally a bhaji is just a big ball. Well, these yeah. are now flattened like a burger patty. So it's a flattened bhaji with a slice of cheese, some sauce, and then your tomato, lettuce, onion. Then it's a second bhaji with cheese, mixed salad, and then like a mint sauce on top followed by the burger bun. And there you go. That's your bhaji burger. It was... Inc- it was... It was... Oh, it was, it was nice. I... I looked at it and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. So I went up to the store. I was like, oh, she was like, oh, how can I help? I was like, I want that. I don't know what it is, but I want that. And I got it. And yeah, that was, that was mucho bueno. Um, what else did we do there? Just generally walked around the fields, but you know, on the topic of how hot it was, you know, we got, you got burnt. We got, some, we got burnt to shit. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's considering like it's very shaded full of grass and area. But when, as soon as you got into that sun and was sort of, well, my bottle just exploded. Um, but as soon as you got into like the sun, you, that's it. You were just searing, and it was just not not comfortable once you're in the sun. But overall, it was a good experience. Have you ever heard of the uh, Nighton Festival? Maybe I, I I don't know. I know I know it's, it's Nighton Park. I know where that is. But yeah, it's because they were celebrating seventy years of being Nighton Park. Oh. Yeah, well, I didn't even know. Well, you know, you were uh, you touched grass, but. <laughs> You you also uh, managed to finish Dismantled. Yes. Um, I think the main reason I needed to touch grass was because I finished Dismantled. Um, so just a quick recap. So me and Chris downloaded a game on PlayStation Plus called Dismantle. Um, I didn't realise that it was actually a couple of years old. I thought it was new at that time period, but it turned out it was a couple of years old. Um, I finally finished it. So well, I said when I say finished it, I've done the main story quest, and I'm now at the point where I can do all the side quests. I can do all the exploring. So I can now offer a complete review of Dismantled. Overall, very very fun open world game. You know, if you stick to the quests and stuff, you know, fantastic. It's nice going through solving the puzzles of the tombs, just exploring, doing all the crafting stuff. You know, fantastic. But I do have at least three or four gripes with mm-hmm. the game as a whole. Number one is the main story is incredibly short you know in terms of actual main quests it's here's the tutorial area find the escape pod which is right next to the tutorial area find the four fuel pods which are located in the four corners of the map once you found these four escape pods go back to the escape pod oh you can't use it because it's teleported somewhere random you're like okay fair enough go to this new area find the escape pod you can go now that's it that's the main story then but there's nothing that builds on top of it it doesn't really tell you anything about the world you're just basically just saying here's an island escape it doesn't really teach you anything about what's 
the, the lore of the game. That's entirely only if you go and do the side missions, which, you know, side missions are great. Like, the exploring the tombs are fantastic. Like, the puzzles in them are incredibly fun. Like, it's, there's been a couple where I've genuinely had to scratch my head and try and think, okay, how the freaking hell do I do this? But some of them were piss easy. So, yes, yeah, so gripe number one is incredibly short side story. Gripe number two is I really dislike the fast travel system in Dismantled. I don't know how you feel about it, Chris, from your brief play. It's, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Like, you're, you're, like, you've got fast travel to like go from bonfire to bonfire, but they seem like really spread out. Yeah, because I mean, if it was literally campfire to campfire, the fast travel would not be a problem at all. No, the problem um, is that the fast travel is only between the link towers. Yeah, it's so, like it's got two different checkpoints and they really should be like one and the same. Uh, yeah, it's like, say for example... You, on Skyrim. On Skyrim, you can fast travel to any designation you've unlocked, yeah? Yeah. But what if your fast travel option was only limited to the wagon? That's mm. what the that's what the traveling system of Dismantled is. You can only go between one point per zone yeah. rather than go in areas. Like some places do you have, like if you go to the, I don't know, the link transport, you might have to tri- walk just for like five or ten minutes just to get to where you next need to go. It's like, it takes freaking forever. Yeah. So the, if you the, could... the, the worst part I find, like there, there is like a sort of hub you can set up for yourself and you can get an upgrade to like fast travel there, but there's no link tower there. So you still yeah. have to like do a couple of minutes walk to the nearest one regardless. Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that actually, Chris, brings me very nearly on to my gripe number three. They give you the option to do house building and make your own base, but you there's nothing really productive you can do about it no you can make a base can you make a farm not yes but you need like the complete end game resources to do it and you can't really grow anything in them I'm like, well what's the fucking point yeah you just find everything I, for me it's like the same as like i oh, just mentioned skyrim it's like you can have a house in skyrim it's like i never see the points like just go to the smiths just go to right room everything's there <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> it's yeah. like in Skyrim, you can build those houses, but the houses you get from just the base game are better. You can store everything you need in those houses. There's no po- yeah. like, except for trophies and achievements. There's no point in making those big houses from uh, her fire. Mm. Yeah, they're just there just to get the trophies and just have like a, a secondary convenience. Yeah. spot to go to. Yeah. And I phrase it this way, does it sound backwards? So to make a home, you need lumber. Okay, so find a lumber yard to, to make said lumber. Yeah. And then you can go back to your home base. Now you can build a lumber yard using lumber. And what can I get with that? You can make lumber here. It's like, <laughs> a bit back. That's a bit pointless. <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing, something in dismantle? Was yeah. that Skyrim? Oh, dis- oh, dismantled. It's oh, it's um. Oh, you you can't make lumber on titanium. You need to go find a smithery and a lumber mill. But for me, like, I didn't discover the lumber mill until way towards the end of the game. I was like, I, I, I freaking missed it. So this like it, pun- it somewhat punishes you for not exploring a lot of the areas. Like some upgrades, you need titanium. You need lumber to do it but i think out of those two titanium is the one you'd naturally come across because it's sort of en route to one area whereas lumber you just take a side turn and then you're hmm. there at the lumber mill which i is- had the opposite problem with the uh smelter because i found the lumber yard first and then didn't find the uh titanium smelter place for bloody ages mm. what what they should have done is um instead of like waiting for you to sort of like randomly stumble across it and then be able to do it they should have gave you the resources to do it but do it really sparingly so you can look at your skill tree and think right i could make this but it would use a titanium but i've only got like one so i've really got to make a decision like which one do i really want the most Mm. or at least turn it into a side quest to point where they're going to be so you can actually continue that yeah because you don't do that which like feels like a major oversight considering the side quest it does give you yeah mm. like because when you do the side quest that like, very early on you might be like level three when you do this you're like okay craft a door 
oh, to craft a door, you need five lumber. And you're like, okay, lumber is like a tier three material. Where the hell do I get it? Oh, I need to get to level 20. I need to like find this area. I need to, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Like, it's, it's, it's just so much of a chore. I was just very disappointed that this house building mechanic, it, I mean, it could have been a really, really cool thing, but there's just nothing useful you can do with it. I mean, you can cook at your bonfire. You can upgrade stuff at, at the campfire. You can farm, you know, you just find a farm and do it there. You can do the smithing and lumbering any way you want because using the building thing, you can just construct them anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So to, to use to use a Dark Souls metaphor, if I it was like if he's playing Dark Souls one and you want wanted like a Titanite slab, but the only place you could find it was in Ash Lake, so you could go for the entire game going, where the hell do I get these from? It's like, mm. oh, it's behind a secret, behind a secret. Is like, uh, <laughs> no wonder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Gripe one was a short story. Gripe two was a fast travel. Gripe three is Resources. the useless space building mechanic. Yeah. And then Gripe 4 is a continuation on from what we said last time. It's just the enemy variety. Yeah, it's not enough. It's, it's not enough. The, even the later enemies are just like scaled up versions of the same. Yeah. But on the topic of scaled up enemies, there's one particular enemy which is scaled up, which killed me more than anything in the game. What? And it's the ones which, you know, the ones that throw acid, Chris. Oh, and then explode. Then it's the exploding ones. Yeah, yeah the first. They just aim so... at you and they just can instant kill you. And you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, everything else is so easy. But they just take the piss. Yeah, they do. They're um, a bit egregious. They they can just like throw a projectile with like little to no warning, and it just like impacts you immediately. And sometimes yeah. it'll follow you because it, like it seems like it has like like tracking, so it, it knows where like you're going to walk, it? and it just throws it there. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, like... they're, they're, the single handedly, the enemy I've died the most to is those exploding acid guys. Everything yeah. else I've had not really much of a problem with. All the bosses are just mow them down like immediately because by the time you get to them it's like well i have the hunting rifle so yeah as soon as i have the sledgehammer <laughs> that's it gg oh yeah on the topic run of straight bosses. up to him press it, hammer the expo and that's it yeah <laughs> on the topic of bosses the only main bosses are all the same apart from one one of them is painted red that's that's it that's the difference it's it takes it's not until you do the side stories and just randomly explore areas is when you see the bosses but even then like they're not entirely creative like there's a couple which look a bit different but there's not really anything sort of like fantastic about them like there wasn't a single boss fight where i went into it finished it and thought oh that was a good boss fight every boss fight i had was oh it's I'm done now. <laughs> like, mm. it, there wasn't that much satisfaction from like the end results when you go through the game. It, but saying that, even though I'm moaning a lot about it right now, I still fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like it's just I, I am a really big fan of like open world survival games, and it ticks a lot of boxes. And the fact that you can just there's all this sort of skill tree stuff, but it did reach a point like a plateau very quickly of where there wasn't really much advancements because you could hit that very very quickly like after two of the fuel pods you can have all the upgrades and then the other two you can just steamroll yeah if it feels like it's um not quite balanced right if it's like it gives you too much to start with and then you have fuck all for so long and then you get like the odd mandatory upgrades and then yeah just nothing again it's like you, you start doing like all your building and crafting and hunting and you're thinking what's the point why am i getting out of it hmm. Yeah, so that's my total and complete unhonest review of Dismantle. I moan about it, but you should still check it out because it is a really, really fun game. Oh, Chris, you have been playing a new game and you even platinumed it. I did, yeah, and then I went back and platinumed the first one as well. <laughs> so I got, oh, yeah. Uh, so I got Blasphemous Two, which is a game I was very much looking forward to it because I really like the studio, uh, the Game Kitchen, and Team Seventeen. Like Team 17, man. Come on, they made worms. Come on. 
Uh, yeah, so Blasphemous 2 came out at uh, time recording a week last Thursday. I pre-ordered it. I don't normally pre-order games, but one, I wanted it. And secondly, uh, if I pre-ordered it on PlayStation, on digital, like you got 10% off. So I was like, what? So I can buy it later and pay full price or just buy it now and get like £2.50 not off. So I'm doing that one. <laughs> so, uh, and I was literally waiting at my PlayStation on like <laughs> for, for midnight to roll around. <laughs> so I could. it was pre-installed. I just had to wait for the clock to tick down. The moment it hit midnight, Boom, playing it. Oh, man. I really, really like Blasphemous 2. I really like the first one. It's more the same. I'd say overall, it's like just as big. I wouldn't say it's like any longer or any shorter. It's pretty much on par with the first one lengthwise. Instead of having one main weapon like you do in the first game, you get given the choice of three different weapons. Uh, there's like a standard sword. Uh, there's a slower sort of uh, mace hammer type weapon. And there is a faster rapier type weapon. But one thing the game does, which I really like for replay value, depending on which weapon you choose at the start, you forfeit getting the others. But each weapon has a sort of overworld sort of use. And being a sort of Metroidvania, uh, it kind of determines where you can go. So it makes repeat runs, like when you're trying to get to the platinum, more interesting. It's like, okay, well, firstly, I went to this area first, but now I can't go that way. So on the second playthrough, I've got to go this way. Let's see how awkward and irritating it's going to be without my uh, weapon of choice from last time. So that's, I think that's a very good game design, just mm -hmm. to um, make things more available per play for should you want to pick it up again like i sure did right so, mm. so when i played it i picked the rapiers first because I, I like speedy weapons uh when i started streaming it i chose the sword sword of jesus use a hand you know what? i can't remember i chose the other thing because I, I wanted to uh see how it how much it varied and ultimately you, you get all three uh and if you know where, you, where you're going like and for for me to get the platinum one of the uh trophies was to get to a certain area within half an hour of game time and you really mm. gotta get your skates on <laughs> but you know what you're doing you like visit like three separate areas to grab all the weapons to get to said yeah. area uh, I've, I've, I've memorized the first sort of further the game <laughs> already um all the boss fights are fun because they've got like the same sort of souls like design with uh a, you got a dodge roll but in 2d you've got um your bio flash which is like your estus uh it, if you've played the first one it's mechanically the same <laughs> there's very little have actually done to change it there are there is a new feature where you've got these things called altar pieces and these are essentially like passive buffs that you can equip there are rosary beads in the game which do a very similar thing but it's just like another layer of upgrades for you to choose and you can also pair some of them so how this altar piece things work is you start off with one slot but you can pay money to like upgrade uh, and get more slots and they ultimately you can get eight slots which are like in twos and if you pair certain figurines which you like unlock despite exploration if you pair two together you can get other passive buffs which are hidden which the game doesn't tell you about so it like causes you to like experiment it's like oh yeah i can do this one so i like, get 10 percent more sword damage or i can have this healing thing which like increases my healing power mix that with another statue and hey they recover even more health every time i heal instead um so yeah it causes you to mix and match and depending on your play style and maybe your starting weapon as well that will determine which statues you're going to use and which buffs you're going to get to so there's a lot of experimentation you can play with. So it makes you it feel more like you're building up your own character in your own little way rather than the first like game. the sort of scripted game. Yeah, yeah, like the first game. Like it's like you're playing as like a scripted character, so there's little in the way you can do mm. to like customize it. Yeah, this feels like it's trying to add that extra layer, That's to cool. make it shape around. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, is there much 
story to this or is it like Dark Soul or like a lot of from software where it's environmental because I wasn't the first Blasphemous very much environmental you saw a it's, bit more it, yeah it's uh, very much taken a leaf out of that book yeah there, there is a story there and you can you can get the basic plot of what's going on just mm. by playing it but if you want all the details they're all in the, the item descriptions yeah. and quest um yeah so there's plenty to do there's plenty to explore there's plenty to unlock so all the boss fights are fun there was i wasn't like one point in the entire game i thought that's bullshit like this platforming section is dog shit right this boss is really annoying nope um all without a hitch the possibly the one downside i'd say is i think some of the later game bosses are a bit too easy i mean you can probably make itself harder on if you're like not exploring or permanently like deliberately not upgrading yourself like putting a cap on if you're trying to challenge run it for some reason but if you go out your way i just think it's a bit too easy yeah the, the end bosses are a little bit harder but i did find a cheese method of doing it and now uh, i know what it is you kind of can't not do it mm. it's not enough the, the penultimate boss i say the bosses are easy uh, for the most part but the penultimate boss is incredibly difficult like the, the spikes like insane <laughs> so honestly that's where i found out about the cheese stat because i was like oh, do you get this guy because he's moves super fast and he hits like a truck mm. and it's like one of those it's one of those kind of fights where um if you manage to like dodge perfectly and get the hit it's fine but once you get hit you sort of get wombo comboed like <laughs> infinitely <laughs> it seems oh, like no. great now i'm still not to death it's like well how the hell do you get past that now your options are cheese him or get good like, i'll do the cheese this time i just want to see what the cheese is <laughs> and ultimately what it boils down to is um you, you regenerate mana when you hit things, which is fine. But one of the spells you can get is something that freezes time for a few seconds. So that works on bosses as well, which feels like it shouldn't, but it does. So you can just freeze the boss, get um use a particular skill on the mace where you like spin it around rapidly. That just like completely much fills up your MP bar. And the moment the spell runs out, just cast it again. Just rinse repeat. That's it. Him, him and like the final boss are like powerless to do anything. <laughs> just stand there. They might get like one frame of animation in where you may have to dodge occasionally. But that's it. That's on the shoulder. I've just ruined the end game bosses for everyone. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. You don't have to use it. That would be blasphemy. Oh. Well... <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Well, it's, well sounds like you uh, you enjoyed it. Yep, it, it looks good. I mean, it looks fucking stunning because of the pixel art they do. It's my favourite form of artwork. Like, pixel art, but where, when there's like, a ton of detail into it, mm. which uh, which carries on nicely to the next game we're gonna, I'm going to talk about anyway. It's got a very similar thing going for it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a feast on the eyes. I, I played the first one again, through, like just to compare it, and also because I got the platinum on the second one, I thought it would be rude not to get the platinum on it on the first one. So I thought, well, what 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 platinum trophy am I am I missing? I'm only missing like two. One is for like getting like the actual platinum for getting the rest. Like what's the last what's the last trophy I gotta get? I looked at it and it says, Oh, beat all the bosses without healing. It's like ah. <laughs> I can see why I didn't get that one. But I bloody did it. Uh I think I may have played it just a little bit too much. Well, uh, that's the thing is too much. Yeah, I'll tell you what, no, I've still got the urge to play it. Well, you know, as long as you're not destroying your life up uh socially and mentally, I'm sure it's fine to play a lot. It is. And, yeah, I can uh, touch grass afterwards. I did, actually. Oh, today shit. and yesterday. Oh, I, 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 went, I went for like a three-hour walk yesterday. I was drained socially and mentally. But yeah, uh, saying I really, really like the art style in Blasphemous. And I just mentioned a another pi lovely pixel art game. And that game is Sea of Stars, which has just come out on both everything. Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's, it's out on everything, really. Yeah, it's I on straight away i i've okay. played the demo i think i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll get into this but i played the demo 
that's what I've played, and I probably will get it, but I've got a reason why I haven't got. I'm not getting it just yet. But what what I, as you say, like the artwork, the style, the actual pixel art, well, it's not pixel, but the the actual style of Sea of Stars is the artwork's incredible. The graphics look so. It just looked really good. I remember the starting the obviously the demo the, the has the bit with like the like golem bringing the characters down. It looked incredible. Yeah, it's um so Sea of Stars is it's like top down uh, with a little bit of an isometric view when you're uh, going around. Um, the game makes use of that by hiding treasures behind walls, as you may expect. As part of the RPG, yeah, core mechanic, basically um, JRPG. It's basically yeah. modern day Chrono Trigger, pretty much. I'd actually liken it more to Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, okay, I, to me it was. It feels like Chrono Trigger, just a modern day Chrono Trigger. But I can see it's, why you say Paper Mario, or like uh, in terms of, or like even just the Mario RPGs. I can see why you would say that as well. Yeah, so it, it's kind of a blend because in combat. Um, in Chrono Trigger, where the enemies are positioned can make or break what type of skills you want to use. And that's implemented in Steel Stars as well, because enemies can move around. You've got a character that can physically pick up smaller enemies and throw them around and mm-hmm. move their positions. It's turn-based combat, but like Paper Mario, uh, there's sort of a um, real-time input system. So the moment before you make contact with a move, you press a button at the right time, you do extra damage. Same when you're taking damage, you can block and receive less. Um, most of I the special move also require... Yeah, most of the special move require um, button inputs on your behalf. Uh, the most fun one I've found is one called Moonerang, which one of your characters uses, yeah. which uh, hits all enemies and um, yeah just like a boomerang goes out hits an enemy returns to you so you've got to press a button just at the right time to uh, send it back to hit another enemy and it just speeds up and it, it can get crazy fast i'm not sure if there's a maximum amount of times to do it but i did get an achievement for hitting it 25 times in a row so i was like yeah mm-hmm. there's nothing worse though than getting all your party um all set ready to use this move because um like oh you've got the maximum mp you've lowered their defense your party members boosted and there's yeah. nothing more satisfying than going haha right i'm fully powered you're debuffed take this you go to unleash your move and then you whiff the timing and miss completely and you get like one hit in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> which I, I may have done once as well uh, it, it, so far I, I only played the demo and i i liked it i, I thought music was really good i see art styles incredible really nice i like the combat as you say you know, with like the boomerang and stuff like that, it was really fun. And like I said, it, it, as I said, it just reminded me of Chrono Trigger. But uh, I'm a big, big fan of Chrono Trigger. If I've not mentioned it on the podcast, which I think I have, and you know, it, I just had a good old fun with with the, with the demo. I see. You know, I'm limited with what the demo gave me. But see, I liked how when you leveled up, it gave you like a bit of a assortment of level ups, and that reminded me a bit of. Super Mario RPG and uh, Super Mario, uh, was it Super Mario, uh, Mario and Luigi series? Yeah, Superstar Saga. That, well, that's because that's the only yeah, one I played. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a similar thing. So when you level up, um, it, it does it so like your whole party levels up, not like individually. Like, yeah. Once you hit the level up, everyone goes up a level. So everyone gets their base stats increased by depending on what class they are. 
and then you get like four things for you to choose from. Like, do you want your physical attack to go up, magical attack, SMP go up? Like, you can pick and choose that. Mm. But honestly, from what I've been doing, I've it's random what's what comes up. I think, but I've normally been going just for physical attack, and if that's not available, then go for max MP. Yeah, MP in this game is like really limited. Yeah, that's kind of what I did on my level up on the demo. I was like, yeah, uh, attack, stat, and... Well, I did give um, one of the characters health because he kept on dying. I was like, yeah, I'll give him some more health because of that. But uh, no, I, I, I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, I enjoyed the demo, and I think I will get it. I don't know. I think maybe the £30 price mark might be a bit too much, but I don't know. Maybe. As I say, it, it, it's surprising to me that it's on both PS Plus and Game Pass at the same uh, time. It's normally one or the other. So. Here's poor man me, not he doesn't have either. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. No. Well, then, no wonder you're just like, well, I've got it for free. Well, there you go. I, I can get it. I can get it twice. I'm yeah. Gonna, just to annoy you. And there's just me just like, oh, I'm going to wait till it's on sale. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get a crumb of Sea of Stone? No. <laughs> Two copies. <laughs> so if, you, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, developer, uh, it's made by Sabotage Studios, who also made The Messenger, which is another pixel art platformer Metroidvania game, which uh, which was really, really good as well. So, Sabotage Studios are doing something something magical in a minute. I'm just, just going to let them carry on doing their thing. If they're going to keep making nice pixel art games, then they, they can do that for me. He's going to yeah. let them cook. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. Yeah, nothing bad to say about this game, kind of thing. Maybe it's a little bit too easy from what I've played, but I think that's kind of my own fault. In the full edition of the game there are relics that the game gives you uh, you can buy them off shopkeepers over time mm-hmm. and they're like quality of life things which you can like toggle on or off like the first one it gives you it's like oh you have like a hundred plus more max health for each party member and every time you finish a fight like your HP gets restored back to full okay that's like, oh, yeah that's, that's, that's a bit nice. broken yeah, yeah. on the demo I, you get two of them but I've literally not used either of them I like mm-hmm. I've just been I've tried I I wasn't really sure exactly, but I've been having fun not using them. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because there's so many different ones which affect different things. Mm. Like uh, to make like the timings on your attacks easier, for example, that's another one. But you you can choose whether to do it or not because there's no difficulty setting. So it's down to you to like make the game as difficult or as easy as you want. Like maybe for some quality of life things, you might want to activate one or two of them just to make things run a bit smoothly. Right. I've got the one where it like gives you your HP back after battle, purely because it's like you got to keep running back to a checkpoint, otherwise it's like the rest of that. It's like you know what? If I'm if I'm playing this more casually, I'm not I'm not trying to challenge run this or anything. I'm just want to play it for the story. Honestly, I want to get it done before um, Starfield and Liza P comes out because I think they're going to take up a lot of my time. And if I don't yeah, do this game now, in vain. Yeah, yeah, if I don't get this game done now, it's just going to fall by the wayside. <laughs> I get that feeling, and I don't want that to happen because I'm having fun with it so far. So yeah, I've, I've just like activated everything the game's given me it's like oh do you want to make this easy yeah yeah just, just give me the damn thing if i like it if i like the game that much when i finished it maybe i'll play it again without mm. activating it but i can't see myself doing that but yeah this game i do recommend it of what i played i'm i'm definitely gonna get it i think for if i had game pass i didn't know it was on game pass but if i had game pass or ps plus yeah i obviously definitely worth checking out i think maybe 30 pounds Oh, I don't know what it is in dollars, but thirty pounds might be a bit too steep. About like thirty, thirty-five to forty dollars. Depend. Well, sometimes games, yeah. whether they are in pounds, they seem to be the same in dollars. Yeah. Well, because I, I looked at how long to beat this game, it says. 
25 hours to 40 hours. I'm like, for an RPG, is that good or not? I don't know. Again, I just use the whole uh, like a pound per hour thing. So 25 quid, yeah, 25 hours. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. It, it, well, yeah, that's why I'm like, if it comes on sale, I think I'll probably get it. But right now, I think maybe 30 quid is a bit steep. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, if you have a lot of fun, what does it actually matter? You know, there's think of like I don't know, I don't know I don't know how much you pay for blasphemous always you got it for but like twenty two fifty I play for blasphemous yeah fair enough and I don't know how many hours you put in but on on how long to beat it's like twenty one hours you know you pay twenty two twenty one hours yeah you know and you're probably gonna replay it as well so you know yeah, yeah I think the my first playthrough of blasphemous took me about twenty five hours because I went through everything with a fine tooth comb trying to find everything yeah then my next playthrough was like six. <laughs> No, yeah, I I like Sea Star so far. Yeah, honestly, it's uh, from what I understand, it's got better review scores than Octopath Traveler Two. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not surprised. My the thing is with Octopath Traveler Two, it is just more of the same. But mm. it, you know, if that's good, is that something you're happy with? You're gonna love Octopath Traveler Two. If you wanted a bit more, well, you're gonna be a bit more disappointed. But you know. That's that's a I've spoken about Octopath Traveler two anyway, but you know, right. so closest comparison I think people are making. Yeah, no, I no, I get that, no, I get that. At the end, at the end of the day, this year's had a lot of good games. It has. It's been really good. <laughs> so like every time I think, oh, I think it's going to be a game in a year, and then something else comes out like a month later. It's like, uh, hang on. <laughs> like me, is to play anything new this year? I've I played quite a bit. I I think I already know what my top three games of the year are. Is the Kingdom of Arab there? Well, yeah, that's number one. But yeah, I already know my top three. But uh, I'm. There, I'm going to pre-order Super Mario RPG and think I'm going to get Pikmin 4 at some point. But we'll see. Uh, quickly, Brandon, you have started Baldur's Gate 3. Yes, I have. When I, well, we say started. I've done the character customization bit and I then attempted the tutorial bit. And Just, I say attempted. Yeah. The reason why I say attempted is because my RPG brain took over very, very fucking quickly and made my life hell. Okay. You probably know this from like Dark Souls and especially Demon Souls. But yeah, Elden Ring as well. You know when you're doing a tutorial stage and you meet the big bad at the end of the tutorial stage? Yeah. And it either gives you two options. It's either fight big bad or right. run away from big bad. I think I know. Right. Okay. So the correct answer in this situation is to run away from big bad because that's what the quest tells you to do. Right. Peanut brain here is like, okay, I've got to the end of where it tells me to do for this checkpoint, but I've still got 12 turns to take. I'm going to fight the big bad. (laughs) And you got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because he's like level six and I've got like 150 HP, whereas I've got like, I've got like, I don't know, 10 HP. I've got absolutely slaughtered. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll say, I I know what class you are, but uh, as I did tell you, you will be judged for your class Uh and race because. Uh Um, there is one class and race that is the most popular and it is the most boring. So I had to tell you that. So would you please tell everyone your class and race? As we remember from our D&D episode, I am a dragonborn druid with no dexterity and high intelligence. <laughs> you, you pass the test. You, you are not a normal. I've got literally the same cantrips as we did. So I've got the acid breath, animal touch, animal worship. Whatever it's called, I can't and remember. Shillelagh, I think I've got. I think I've got Shillelagh. I'm, I'm just glad yeah, you so didn't I've go. I've exactly the same as we did for the D and D episode. Um, um, character customization. You know, there's a lot of different aesthetics you can change with your character. 
I found it a bit complicated to navigate at first because it gives you like preset races you can work from. Um, but obviously, well, when I say races, it gives you like preset scenarios, like whether you choose these certain characters or yeah. you choose like the urge. And if you choose like the urge, you could basically you have full character customization for the very beginning. Whereas when I was picking like some of the preset ones, I couldn't really see how you customize those quite immediately, which is uh-huh. why I somewhat, I think it gave me like a somewhat inclination to go towards the urge which is meant to be the difficult playthrough so which i just thought that was a bit strange that you know you know like again referring back to skyrim or even elden ring and dark souls for that matter you literally design your character from the very beginning like yeah. you have a blank slate and you go from there whereas this is it just it just seemed like it, it i don't know if other people have this problem or whether it's just me being a peanut head but i just didn't find it very intuitive on how you actually design your character unless you choose the urge i i, I don't um, know uh what well, i i don't know i can't answer that yeah it's it, yeah it's yeah okay. oh. it's probably just most likely me being a peanut um i don't know maybe from what i've seen so far so in terms of controlling borders gate it's literally like a it's like it's literally a point and click so you click yeah. where your character goes you go there you can interact with the surroundings so you know like your normal D actions like you know you do something and then you yeah. have to roll to see whether it's yeah. doing it or you know so it's just you know, video game D and D. Video game D and D. Yeah, but here's where I'm a bit special in the brain in the brain cells. I went into it when I saw first saw the adverts for Baldur's Gate. I saw, oh, that looks like a nice, interesting Diablo-esque RPG, huh. and I obviously got it not really knowing that it's D and D until obviously a partner and my work colleague told me that it's a D and D one as well. I'm like, oh, okay, and yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm literally. In its infancy, I've designed my character, did the, did part of the tutorial, died from the big bad, and thought, okay, I'm just going to play Terraria instead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will revisit, and I will tell, speak more about it in the next episode, where hopefully I've actually at least got a couple hours under my belt mm. for that. So yeah, stay tuned for, as I talk about Baldur's Gate 3. I'll be uh, interested to hear what you say. I'll be interested. <laughs> Any other brief touches? No more games. I've got some TV shows. I, I want to start from the worst TV show I saw to the best one. I say worst. I still enjoyed it. I watched the live-action One Piece on Netflix. Oh, it's good. Oh, that 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 showed I got a six out of ten by IGN. So therefore, everyone on the internet's kicking off. I think that's a little. I I think a little low, but not much higher. I I think a seven. Or maybe a 6.5. I think it's not... It's definitely not perfect. It, has, it still has a lot of problems. But it's better than Cowboy Bebop. And it has... There's a lot of things I really liked about it. And I found myself smiling and laughing quite a lot. The, the sets are incredible. Especially the set from episode 7 and... Not 7. 5 and 6. That set's incredible. If you're not aware, One Piece is a Japanese manga. It's the third third best-selling comic book in the world after Batman and Superman. It's, it's staggering how popular it is. Yeah, like it, the fact that it's so it's sold better than um, any individual Marvel comic series. It's it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and you know it follows the Rubber Man, uh, Monkey D. Luffy, and just as he finds the one piece and it was it was fun seeing it watching it live action uh a lot of the casting was pretty pretty damn good i'll, I'll be honest most of Is the acting people doing it or hmm? the western people doing the acting no it's a mixture uh okay. for example zoro is japanese okay. because zoro is if he was in the real world he would be japanese for example Luffy would be Brazilian, and he was played by a Spanish guy, I think. Uh, for example, although he wasn't, 
Sanji would be French, but he wasn't played by a Frenchman. Especially when you heard his British accent, and it's like, yes. Oh, gosh. No, no, it was fine. It's just, I'm just saying, uh, his nationality is French, if it, 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 but he's not not played by a Frenchman. No, it, for the most part, the casting was pretty good. The acting was good, except for a couple characters, because there was one character who has a massive hissy fit and then throws a cannonball. I was like, okay, this was a was so much cool, so much more badass in the manga and anime, and here he's he looks like he's having a hissy fit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's not perfect. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the action is a bit jarring when it comes to the power system. Um, this is the most normal One Piece is because it does the entirety of the East Blue arc from One Piece. Is that the first arc? It's the first big arc. It's the first mega arc of one piece it's before they enter the grand line which is where they are they have been for over one over 1000 chapters since <laughs> so uh this is like them start as they get the start of the crew getting their ship and this is where the majority of like the main characters have their all their like origin sections of the the first half of the crew and there's some really stunning performances, but there's also some uh, jarring performances. And uh, the CGI is hit and miss. But uh, no, it. This is a. I enjoyed the show, but it is a mixed bag uh, at times. But I think there's generally more good stuff than bad stuff. At the end of the day, it broke Netflix as well. Wow. So you can't say, and it's doing well. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's doing very well, both critically and uh, by reviewers. Um, you know, and I enjoyed it, but it has a lot of problems. But uh, I, I, I can get by those problems. At the end of the day, if you want to experience One Piece, read the manga. There you go. Yeah, because I was literally like, as soon as you started talking about it, literally the first question I was going to ask was, how closely does it resemble the manga slash anime? Quite yeah. well, actually. They uh, I, I was, they get rid of one villain from the third arc, uh, but then because of that, Usopp doesn't have his fight, which is a bit... Uh, which maybe would have been... I don't know. And then another villain, he gets killed off instead of Luffy fighting him. And by getting rid of that fight, it makes one of the other characters kind of just go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming with uh, Luffy just because he doesn't, his reason to, to join the crew is a bit shit. Other than that, it's still good fun. And the banter between the characters is good. Uh, you know, I, I liked a lot of it, but there's a lot of problems. Um, mm. Yeah. On to something that both... I It wasn't just solely me who watched it. Ahsoka, Chris. Wait, right, so before we talk about Ahsoka, okay. also, you're the absolute Star Wars buff here. Yeah. Where would you rate it? What, Ahsoka? Yes. From all the other Star Wars stuff you've seen, where would you position it? Well, we're only three episodes in so far, I'm, so it's still early days. Depends where it is. My, my problem with, I've said this before, with all the Disney Plus shows, is they're always the same. They start off really good, and then, you know, you never know what's going to happen until the end. But this is, seems, this feels promising. What do you think, Chris? And as someone who's not seen like the Clone Wars or Werewolves, uh, I wasn't sure how well I get on with this series because I don't know the characters at all. And I, from what I've seen, a lot of people haven't seen the other shows either. Yeah. But they've done a good enough job to sort of get you like up to speed with who the characters are, what mm. their plight is, 
the um the, the current struggles are something new to all of them so you're along with them for the ride so honestly it, it feels like the kind of thing like you get more out of it if you've seen the past series but it's not necessary at all yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know, I'm still in, I, I think my criticism of Ahsoka prior is still there, that I think it's still, even if you're saying, it's still not the most accessible, because you you don't really know Harrisendula that well, you don't really know Sabine that well. Ahsoka, for the most part, you know her, but also don't, you know, but um, I think, as you say, it does get you up to speed enough. But, for example, there was a new character that was introduced in the latest episode, which is a bit a lot of some of that, uh, or who who that who is that character is related to isn't gonna not really explained in the uh, in the show. But obviously, in Rebels, it's all explained. There you go. You know, there's a it, there's a lot of it is it is essentially Rebels season five. Like there is no sugarcoating it. That is what this show is. And for the it is more it, it's it does jump you there as it's kind of hit we're going to find this we're going to stop this character this character stop this villain and find this character but i i think for the most part it does have like the uh, the joy of like early star wars of like good versus evil jedi versus sith and that is quite fun to see again. That's the thing, though. If, you, if you're watching a show like this, chances are you're going to know some stuff about Star Wars. Yeah. And it, it's pretty easy to follow. It's like, right, Shoka, she's a Jedi. Got it. They're Sith. That's bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. Yeah. My, my, my folks are watching it, and they're, they're not asking any questions. They're no. Like, what, who's that? Why Why are they doing this? Who's, who are they talking about? There's none of that. They're just saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're trying to find this Grand Admiral. It's like, I'm guessing that's bad. They don't want that to happen. Like, okay, got you. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Grand Admiral Thrawn, one of the best Star Wars villains. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing his live-action debut. Yeah. Uh, actually, so far, my favourite part's been um, a character whose name I don't know, but he's one of the uh, the, the baddies, who looks like he's like in full-on armour because he just looks like a Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I can't. There's been a lot of speculation on who that might be, but uh, yeah. he's played. Like the armor's like, oh, cool. Like that. I can, I can almost see the health bar underneath. <laughs> he's played by or voiced by Sam Wither, who, if you're not, if you don't know who that is, he voiced no Darth Maul in the animated shows and he also voiced Darth Maul in uh, Solo. Obviously, it's not Darth Maul because uh, Darth Maul's dead. Spoiler alert for if he's dead. Oh, no. So it's not Darth Maul, but I don't know why he's playing him. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see what's gonna go on with that character. But uh, yeah. tell you what, I I found interesting reading the cast list. I've seen a uh, Grand Admiral uh, Fron. Um, he's played by well, he's gonna be played by Lars Mikkelsen, the the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, who's the uh, like part of the the Rebel Alliance who put the the weakness in the Death Star. So it's like, hang on, they got two brothers in real life. One of them's Sith and one of them's not. Well, <laughs> on a, on that note of that, and one of the other characters who appeared in episode one both Lars and I can't remember the actor's name but he's the governor of La Folle those two actors both voiced those two characters in Rebels so they're both play- voiced them in Rebels and they're playing the live action versions of those characters in Ahsoka which is a quite it's quite cool yeah uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. There's a lot of people that say like, "Oh, who should we get to play like the live action?" Is like, let's just get the voice actors to do yeah. it. And it's literally yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that... just, just put some CGI, a bit of makeup on them, or mm. <laughs> practical effects, really. And then, uh, yeah, I do find. 
Ahsoka is a little stiff at times in in the show. I don't know if you feel like that. You mean the actor or the? Yeah, I think her as a character is a bit stiff. She doesn't. She's the most expressive character, or how she is. Because if you, if I think of like uh, how Ahsoka is in Clone Wars or Rebels, she's much more expressive, especially in Clone Wars. Well, she's quite young in in Clone Wars. But now, even in Mandalorian and now in her own show, she's not the most charismatic character. Although she is quite, she, from the past, she is a very charismatic character, but it's not really showcased that much so far in the show. Well, that's a case of them getting older, because generally speaking, the older Jedis are more stoic as they go. True. It's, uh, you have, it's um, part of their training. Like the, the Ray Stevenson's rest in peace uh so he's playing the, on the villains he's very stoic despite being a sith yeah i'm not sure what's going on with his character but it, it looks like he's going along with like the evil plot but it doesn't look like all that happy about it well i don't, I don't know <laughs> see what we'll happens see. So you have uh david tennant is the, the robot harang yeah we, well we knew, we knew it's like him doing the voice but when we were first watching it like the first episode it was like is that david tennant it didn't quite sound like him but as time went on it's like yeah it's quite clearly him but the first like I don't know, ten minutes or so. I was like, "Is that David Tennant or is that someone else?" Like, he, you couldn't tell. From he also voiced that same character in Clone Wars. <laughs> wow! What a winky dink. Yeah. So there's already three three actors who are reprising their characters, same characters from Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I, so far, I, I think the biggest controversy about this show so far is the fact that, uh, I suppose, minor spoilers, but at the end of the first episode, um, one of the characters gets stabbed. Oh, yes. With a lightsaber, and everyone's like, oh, she's fine. Like, next episode, she's like, fine. Right, bit of surgery, done. And then, well, I've seen, like, memes of just like... It's like you know, you know that guy like disappointed with like his arms on his hips, like like that yep. meme, but like Obi Wan's face on top of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, literally. I didn't even think about that when I watched it, and then after I was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I, when that happened, when said character gets got stabbed, I was like, what? They killed off the character already? What? And then it was like, oh no, they're fine. It- it would have been a ballsy move if they went with it, because obviously I I don't know the series, so um, but it it would have got you invested slightly. It's like oh, it's a new character that we're gonna get to go. Oh, never mind. Uh, hey, Mom, just gonna I wonder where they're gonna go now. I'll get that's gonna piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes because I'm a I really like Rebels. I think Rebels is a great four season show uh, with a really good art uh, and a good story. Can so, I ask one question? Because it's been bugging me. Yeah, I I imagine everyone out there is shouting either yes or no to this but you know on the, the mural where it's got all of them and then yeah. they've got like their their teacher yeah uh, it's like the purple dude that's the same character from fallen order right no is that, that is guy that the same? No, no no that guy uh zeb he actually appears in the mandalorian season three uh, uh i can't remember which episode but it's with the uh x-wing fighter while they're in the bar um he he Appears for a cameo. Mm. Oh, must be must have blinker. You miss it because I can't recall it at all. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when I watched Mando season three the first time, I was like, oh, I I don't know this character. But when I rewatched it, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I know this character. Um, yeah, so. I've seen an article saying, oh, um, there's there's like a Easter egg, so like Fallen Order in it, and I was keeping my eyes peeled, but I thought that was it. I don't yeah. know. It's no. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about any Fallen Order Easter egg. It might just be like clickbait articles. I didn't read it because obviously I didn't want to ruin the show for myself. I, I've not. I there might be. I don't. I literally don't know. Um, oh, but it, it's not. It's not Zeb. It's, yeah, Zeb, I think he's the same race as the. Yeah, I got to say, it's the same as race. Cow's but, uh, okay. master, who's voice. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's not. It's not. It's not Zeb. Zeb's not a Jedi. No. Fair enough. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's, there you God. go. I don't, I don't have to watch Rebels. <laughs> well, I think I think you should because Rebels is great. But it's that's up to you. If I get if I get more time, my hands can watch more than one episode of something a week. <laughs> Uh, no. So far, Ahsoka's good, but still needs time to cook. And episode yeah. three was too short. I blinked and it was done. And I was like... They've been doing the same <sighs> in Marvel, isn't they? Like, the first episode is like an hour, hour and a quarter, and then they sort of, like, go 45 minutes, 30 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a joke where it's going to, like, uh, the finale is going to be minus one minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that with like oh, um, there's a couple of series. It's like oh, it's the grand finale. It's like oh, this is gonna be a kick-ass, massive like three-hour Helm's Deep battle scene. It's like oh, it's 15 minutes. It's like you what? <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have new styles, and so uh, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have been watching other new stuff, haven't you? Well, it's only me. I yeah. out of my uh, the three TV shows I watched. Uh, the, this is the the my final one, which is what I think is the best of the three I watched. I watched The Bear. Now. Do, 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 have either of you heard of The Bear? Yeah, I've heard Only what you said on my stream the other day. <laughs> yeah, so The Bear is about um, a chef uh, who, uh, after his... who was working in New York, and, and after his brother dies, he flies back to Chicago and runs his brother's restaurant or sandwich shop. That's the the premise. That's it's basically him working with those in the, in the sandwich shop, and you know initially they're all strangers, and slowly uh, they become more like family. And it's got it's got some great laughs. It's it's a comedy drama. Uh, it's got some fun laughs, a lot of swearing, some really good drama. And I'll be honest, just story wise, it's just got some great character moments from beginning to end in both seasons. As I, I mentioned to you on your stream, like the best, the like the tone and the way it's shot and the way the characters are written, the, the thing I can, uh, it reminds me most of is Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. A bit more be- Better Call Saul because it's not as, you know, it's not about someone dying although there is a bit of that with like the aftermath of uh, the main uh, the main character's brother but this is just even if you don't really find it that funny this just has some impeccable drama and there's the amount of like monologues and things that characters say that just hit you on so many levels is incredible this has a lot of deep right writing and then it will just have the most have these wild characters that are just like these are so. These are people that w- are real, but also could be real, but also just so strange uh, in so many different ways. Um, but it is shows incredible. Uh, I I while well, I was watching Ahsoka, I was enjoying Ahsoka, but I wanted to watch the bear more because <laughs> the bear was better. Not that Ahsoka's bad, but I I I knew that the bear was better than Ahsoka. And that was just the first two episodes of Ahsoka. I was like, yeah, the bear is just incredible. Um, They're only about half an hour episodes. So I absolutely rinsed it. And yeah, the soundtrack for this show is incredible. There's the amount of songs that I've just been like, right, I need to add that to my Spotify and listen to it. Because it's just so good. 
Like, uh, there's a band called, um, was it a band or a guy? I'm not sure. Sufjan Stevens, and one of it, their, his or their songs came on. And I was like, I've been listening to him for about well, them for a while now, but I don't know this song. And then I listened to the, the song that was on the bear, and I was like, okay, I can understand why this song was used. Like, the soundtrack, the the way it's all shot, the, the sets, the actors, it's, it's great. It's just... It's just really, really fucking good. Everything about it. Yeah, my only gripe is I want season three. If they're going <laughs> to do a season three. Yeah. The season two does have... Uh, a lot. Season one is all about half an hour episodes. Season two does have a few longer episodes. There's an hour episode that has a incredible all-star cast. And it defi- that episode definitely feels very Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. No, it, it's, this show's good. It definitely makes you want to have some food. So I recommend having... <laughs> some food with you while you're watching it because you will get hungry uh seems to make you want to go cook yeah 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 seems to be like the running theme song is just got to leave stuff cooking well I, I, it, def- it definitely makes me know that i never want to work in a kitchen definitely i've seen enough kitchen nightmares to know that oh yeah there that is that 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 is literally in this show the amount of times i've been a, i've been a kitchen manager for so many years that i don't want to no i don't want to work in a kitchen yeah you, you, well, you said real thing hmm? Chef Mike, the microwave. Yeah. yeah. The amount of, like the amount of swearing of just being like, all amount of times they're just like, oh, this like where where is just like where's the fucking meat or whatever or beef and it's yeah, it is great. I don't the main cast. The only person I recognised was I can't I don't know his name, but he was in Andor for a couple episodes uh, in the first half of Andor. He he, uh, he was the only actor I recognised out of the main cast season two the like the the guests they get on you will recognize them there's a lot of that they are they're that well known that you'll recognize them uh but yeah it's it this show, this show is good I, I i know it might just sound a bit boring that it's just a guy r- running a sandwich shop but it's it's really good there's a lot a lot of moments and a lot of dialogue that will make you laugh and will hit your heartstring and uh it, it's i think it's worth watching i give it like a 9 out of 10 like it's incredible it's easily best tv show i've watched this year by a mile wow yeah didding i don't know what else to say what watch i don't there. know I'm, i've literally i think i've reached a point where i'm borderline heat stroke so. drink water brandon <laughs> drink water brandon don't die I'll don't have, die I've finished off my vanilla milkshake which i've been drinking to keep me going throughout this episode that's good we you, at least i don't know we i don't think we've got to that point where water boils when it gets on your body just yet on uh in the or no have we i don't i don't know be for yourself mate <laughs> well yeah, that's like crack an egg on the pavement and cook it well it's dangerous if it's oh, i can't remember what it they spoke about on the fucking trash taste and my and my workmate was talking about it as well i can't remember what it's actually called is it what not water displacement i don't know i i can't remember but it's where it's like what it won't cool you down and it's like dangerous to be out in the sun because you essentially are but you're physically burning not uh like you're you're overheating and burning it's like really dangerous and I'm just saying this on our video game podcast. Yeah, don't. Yeah, stay, stay hydrated. Yeah. That's, that's all I can get from that. Stay hydrated. Don't overheat. Well, I was saying that at work, I've got a brand new machine installed at work and the AC in the room uh, at the time wasn't on. And the room is a sun, it's sun facing first thing in the morning. So, you know, back when it was about, we you know we were sort of creeping into like 18, 19 territory. So bear in mind, so that's 18, 19, so that's, you know, a comfortable temperature to be at. 
the room was 28 because of the heat the machines was generating. So I was on annual leave last week and the AC was still not turned on. So if outside temperature was 25, that internal temperature must be pushing 30s. I'm just like, that's freaking horrendous for this time of year. Absolutely horrendous. Mm. Well, sadly, it's going to get warmer because... Yeah, we've got got it for another week before it starts to cool down. I'm just like, oh my God. Mm. On the bright side, we'll have something interesting to talk about next episode though, won't we? Yes, we will. Yeah. Rise of P. That, that? that, yeah. Lies of P. Yeah. And Starfield. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to play um Lies of P. Really looking forward to it. I know what yeah. Brenda was talking about, but yes. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be going on a little trip. We're going on a trip in our favourite rocket ship, EMR train lines. Nice. <laughs> Not really. I suppose we just brought up Lies of P. Um uh if anyone's wondering how uh, me and Brandon are getting on with Woe Long, I uninstalled Woe Long <laughs> to make room for Starfield on my hard drive. So that that's how much I like that game. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I, and I asked Chris a question, is it still on Game Pass? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't know what it is about the game that I'm not clicking with it like I did it for Neo and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. Like it, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, uh, the difficulty was weird and skewed. I, th- I just I don't know. I just didn't really get into the combat side of it. So, so I got, I'm struggling to remember how the combat even works. As uh, rhythm gameish. Yeah, yeah. It never fully like properly explained how it meant to work. Yeah, some of it felt some of it felt a bit like um how I felt with Sekiro. Like when I was fighting things, like when I beat something, it felt more like look than actual strategy. <laughs> uh, I guarded yeah. eight for the first time and just unga bunga it. Yeah, actually, I'd say guarding eight was the best fight in that game. Actually, it was like. It's like more straightforward. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Two phases, both good. And he throws poo at you. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry. Okay. Um, what, wait, what, what's, what was it? Life of P or what was it? Lies of Lies P. Of Lies, P. Lies, Lies, what, what is that game? Pinocchio Bloodborne. Yeah, it's an open world game, but it, you know that sort of aesthetic that Bloodborne has? Yeah. Think of that by retelling the story of Pinocchio. Yeah. If, okay. if you literally look at if you look at an image of it and squint your eyes, it's just looks like Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, you know, some, sometimes it's good to know what what you are, what it is that you're going to play. That's all. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Cool, cool. You, yeah, we're, we're saying like Game Pass has played for itself this this month. See a yeah, Star, Starfield, Starfield, and yeah. like the P is like, well, I ain't spending any money this week. Brilliant. Not plenty to play. And then there's me who just bought a gig ticket. And then bought some D and D dice, and then uh, who knows what I'm going to spend this weekend. It's all good fun. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm like, I wanted new D and D dice. That was my reward for free peaks. It's dragon scale dice. It's cool. I didn't know what to put my spend on my paycheck this week, so I went and bought my niece's birthday present. I, I bought some pair of pants. Pants have gone up in price. Of course, yeah, oh, that's how much I want for the pants. I know, graceful. Nine pounds. I thought I paid five pounds for them last time. Nine pound now for a pair of pants. Mm. That's the rip off. I know. They, they should have informed me. They should have given me their brief. Well, <laughs> but um, they should have well, given you a brief on the briefs. Before no. we uh, d- divulge into more domestic problems, well, uh, well, I think domestic we'll close. Help! Help! My wife's off my phone. I think we'll. I think we'll uh, close on out our little podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. As you know, you know where to find us on. 
social media, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These two are both on Twitch. Sebaka yeah, and Spanky Rambles. In fact, mm-hmm. as this episode goes out on the 18th, I'm currently on a break, but I will be back the day this episode comes out. And if you're quick at 8 o'clock, I will be doing a gift card giveaway in my stream because it's my uh, three-year Twitch affiliate anniversary. Yeah, well done. Well, congratulations, Chris, for uh, two weeks today. Or if you're listening to it on the day, today. All I have to do is physically exist. <laughs> and I'm glad you exist. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Existence uh, fine. <laughs> I wish there was a bit more to it. <laughs> some um, days, some days you just feel like you're just existing. Don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, check out Retro Smashed. They're great. Yeah. Don't think about anything else to say. Have I said yeah, it? Yeah. Nice, nice, short, brief. Um, be really, but, but do make sure to check in next week because there's going to be a hell of a lot of exciting things to talk about next week. Yeah. Well, in fact, two weeks. You can check in next week if you want. But, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Next week. Next week. <laughs> next uh, next, next week. week. Check out all, next week. Listen to all of our other episodes in, in anticipation. Yeah, catch of up Twitter so you know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm done. You've been listening to Brandon and Chris. Well, with Richard Chief. <laughs> it's true. He has. I don't know what else to say. I, I've only been listening to to Chris. I've. I've I've tried listening to Dan. <laughs> nah, I, I can hear Dan all the time. I can't hear myself. I, I think that he's actually gotten to me. I'm talking shit. <laughs> uh, I've just had a sweat drop fall off my nose and land on my boxes. I've looked, I feel gross. I think with that, Careful, we're they, done. Um, Careful, they cost at least nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I this is this is the problem at the end of the podcast we just go all oh, fucking Louis, Louis we don't Louis. know how to end episodes it's been so many episodes in right, and we still don't know what to end we, we just keep going until we just sort of naturally stop anyway end transmission yeah thank you for listening to the victory chief podcast we'll see you in two weeks time thank you for listening <laughs>